What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and S podcast, episode 43. It's been a long wait. It's been a while. I know it's been a while, um, but I am back here to give you your best place to get your New England hoops. I don't think you can get it anywhere better. Got you covered on all angles, NBA, college basketball, high school basketball. Um, What can I say? There's a lot, a lot to get to. I can't even like even kind of summarize it. I'm going to try to summarize it because it's just been so long since I've been gone. But like I said, I'm glad to be back to bring... Hope to bring probably probably better content what I I was able to put out before, but even just put it up another level to what we had before. Hopefully we can reach another level. Hope of course we I of course I believe we could, but I'm just saying like we have to um you know support you know the pod, you know, download and just um support the show so that way we can get to that next level um obviously the website i i haven't posted barely at all either just like the podcast i haven't posted so that has definitely been like um in an mia pretty much mia so just trying to get back to everything uh it's been a lot going on in my personal life to be honest with you so i'm gonna just give you a quick summary um, the last time I probably posted or at least had a pod was December of last year, early December. So that's what almost nine. We're in October right now, you know, a couple of days from Halloween. So that was about maybe nine, ten months ago. So it's been a long time, um, obviously because of the pandemic. It was, there was actually some time in between that before those shows. I probably posted maybe three or four shows. And yeah, like I said, the pandemic, there was no games on. So there was no basketball. There was no NBA basketball. There was no high school basketball. There was no college basketball. There was nothing to cover until everything came back around September or October. But like I said, let me get back to, you know, like I said, my personal life and my issues with that. So, long story short, um, I would say maybe a couple of days before Christmas, I got in a really bad car accident. So, that happened around maybe December 23rd. Um, I live in Massachusetts, by the way. So, I don't know if I might have mentioned it in other shows you know, previously. But I live in Massachusetts. Um, I do for side money. I also do, uh, I'm also an Uber driver. So I was probably finishing up the day, maybe the last ride that I had. And, um, I was heading into the, um, the Callahan tunnel in Boston, by the way, if anyone doesn't, isn't familiar with Boston, it's, um, probably the biggest city in Massachusetts. And that's where most of the work is in but most of the work that I can get from Uber is, is driving in Boston. 
And it, it can be extremely hectic because of the traffic and stuff, but I still, I still do it anyways just because it's just a big difference of what I would make outside of Boston. I live outside of Boston, a little bit in the south part of Boston, probably near like Foxborough, like I live over where by the Patriots play. But um, anyways, um, what happened with the accent was I was trying to take a right turn to just try to get into the exit lane. And some some idiot that was behind me. By the way, I had my blinkers on, by the way. I, I pretty much gave him enough time to react to what my intentions was. I was planning to take a right or really get into the right lane. And what this guy did, because this is an average Boston driver, by the way. I mean, there's a lot of crappy drivers in Boston. This is why... If you're a driver in Boston, you have to be extremely defensive because there's a lot of people that speed, that they don't, aren't supposed to speed, people that cut you off, that aren't supposed to cut you off. It's just a lot of rude people on how they drive in Boston. I don't want to, like, rant about it, but, like, anyways, what I did, I was trying to take a right into the exit lane. This guy speeds up on me. So basically not allowing me to make the turn. I was trying I had I had plenty of time to make this maneuver, but this guy decides to speed up, then beeps at me. So I was like pretty much halfway into my maneuver in order to turn into the lane and I had to like, you know, like go back to my lane, go right to back to the middle lane. Where I was at, because if I didn't, I would have ran into him, or he would have ran into me. So basically, I did that. What happened was I spinned out, lost all control of my vehicle. I spent all the way to the other side. We're in, a, like, by the way, we're in a tunnel. Just want to make that clear, so you have a picture in your head of what's going on. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a tunnel in Boston, which is pretty much um, the highway. 93 southbound. So I'm pretty much kind of heading home at this point. Really, not really heading home. I might have was going to take one last trip. I thought I was done, but I might have was going to take one last trip. So this is like kind of like on my way to getting the trip. So basically, yeah, like I spin out, lost all control of my car. I end up landing, thank goodness, you know, to the most high, you know, the man upstairs. I never hit any other cars. I ended up hitting the, the side barrier on the left side of the of the of the tunnel. I feel like um because at the time when I was trying to make that maneuver, the reason why I lost control is probably because the um the tunnel was curving at the time. So basically I was just going against the grain of the of the of the tunnel's curve and I was going at a good speed. I wasn't speeding or anything. I was going maybe maybe forty five, maybe fifty. And because I'm going against the grain with the turn, this is probably why I lost control. So that's how I lost control. I ended up landing. My car ended up landing. By the way, I drive in a Honda Civic. It was a 2018. Like I said, this was about, yeah, 2020, end of 2020. So, I mean, it was a pretty much a brand new car, like one or two years old, if anything. I got it. I think I got it a year before or two years before the same year that, I, that it was out. So, yeah, I was bummed out about that, about crashing a car that had low miles on it, by the way. I brought it new. Um, I still had the loan to it and everything that I was paying 
financing and everything, the car ended up being a total loss because uh, the damage was pretty significant um, on the on the left side, on the driver's side. The tires were busted on the driver's side. Um, the bumper was dented on the left side. The door was completely, you know, smashed in from hitting the tunnel. Um, the bottom part where the tires was, the bumper was hanging off and everything. It was just like pretty bad damage. Um, airbag came out. So yeah, it's just a lot of damage happened to that car. It's just, so I'm just lucky to be alive, lucky to be like talking to you right now. It's a blessing. Obviously, you know, from the man upstairs, that really kind of just brings everything to perspective right now. Why I'm even talking to you right now? Cause it's just like, like it's been a really crazy year for accidents. Um, I might go on this for a while because I, I mean, it's just a very detailed story, but anyways, um, so yeah, just so that the math of that, um, injuries, not that many injuries. Um, I was sore for, I would say, about a month or so, for or at least a, a good couple of weeks, I was sore. I had a bad back, um, but nothing too major. I went to the hospital that same day to make sure I didn't, like, have anything serious. I mean, they took x-rays and all that. Um, nothing came up, you know, everything came up positive or, I mean, negative. You know, when you take tests, it's usually negative. If everything's positive with yourself where you don't have any injuries. So everything came up negative. Um, yeah, I was, I pretty much went home the same, the same night. Cause it happened at night. And again, I came home that night, went to, went to the hospital where I lived, the town where I lived. And yeah, just, yeah, just out of a car for a few weeks, out of work for a few weeks, had to recover. And yeah, just like, the last thing I'm thinking about is just re- recording a podcast or even just like even following sports at that point. I'm just worried about just recovering, getting back to to life, you know. But like I said, I feel like I bounced back fairly quickly, you know. It was a serious accident, but I bounced back fairly quickly. Was able had enough savings, so I was able to get another car. So I did. I got a car maybe two or three weeks. End up going back to work after that. Um, the the pain did go away. But they did come back maybe about a week or two later, and I had to go um, have a few chiropractor appointments. So I had a few chiropractor appointments for my back. And I, so far as, I mean, knock on wood, as far as I know, um, I'm doing okay um, with that. Like, the injuries are definitely have subsided, and it feels like I've been fully here for a while now. That, and that was, like, in... Like the last year, the December of last year. So it's been a crazy year. Like just, I know everyone is going through a lot. I don't want to make myself look like a victim, but yeah, it's just, that was my first accident. So that was just kind of, I wouldn't say it was traumatic because I don't mean, it happened so fast. So it's like hard to really like, um, just hard at the time to really just like realize what just happened. Like really, like I'm really in an accident and it's just like, it was just, kind of like a humbling feeling at the same time because it's just like at the time I I don't I hate to say it I didn't wear a seatbelt so it's like that 
was even more of a humbling experience just experiencing that. And it kind of just put me in a position, in perspective, like, like you aren't good enough to just, just do things any old way or you're not, you know, you try to act cool and stuff. And, and that really put me back into a position where I was like, I'm not too cool to not get in an accident. And it, this could happen to anyone if you're not careful. And like I said, a lot of it really wasn't like, I don't really was out of my control. So it was really, it was just like, if that wasn't the man upstairs, just kind of just giving me like a life lesson, then I don't know what it was because it's just really just, I'm right here, sitting here right now recording this, telling everybody this story and I'm here alive while, you know, I can't say, you know, a family member of mine that I was very close to wasn't able to really be this lucky. So fast forward into maybe, I would say, when did he pass away? Um, my nephew, he passed away from from a car accident. So it's just like, it's just crazy to like, like I said, have that accident in December, not wear a seatbelt, lost control of my car, no car hit me, didn't collide with another car, and I'm here, I'm still here, and my nephew wasn't so lucky. He was only 26 years old. Um, this happened. It's just like so unreal just thinking thinking about it. But this just happened maybe about two two months ago. Like, I just, I don't know. Just like, I hate even like talking about it because it just it hurts me. Because it's just like I grew up with him and um, my big brother, that's it. That was his son. It was his only son. So for him to like... Um, go through that, it really hurt me as like a little brother to, even though we never had the best relationship, it still like hurt me to like him lose his son just like that. And just like, it's just like, <sighs> like I said, I can't, like I said, you have to just understand how tough of a year this was for me and why I had to take a little time off to kind of just assess everything and just kind of really, you know, if anyone has been in an accident, like it's, it's tough, especially, you know, if you're lucky to not have injuries, that's great. But the, but the downside of it is sometimes you're responsible for a lot of the stuff on your own. You have to go back to work. You have to like deal with all the financial consequences of it. And it was tough. Like that was probably a, you know, a, a turning point in my life. I would have to say, like, it just, really put me in perspective and humbled me a lot on how I should be and how I should approach life with a little bit more of a responsible approach. I mean, I feel like I'm a, a pretty responsible person, but there's still some things I had to work on and really had to like, really just take things a little bit more serious. And it kind of, that kind of just put me in, in, into that position where, I mean, I'm not too cool for anything. It happens to anyone, or these things can happen to anyone. Even if you are a person that's a good person that tries to do the right thing, you still could experience a life lesson that could completely change you. And that's probably what that accident was for me. And just even losing my nephew as well, just, 
I will always wear a seatbelt. I don't ever go out my car without wearing a seatbelt because of that. Because I know he didn't wear a seatbelt that day. And he clearly passed away. I mean, um, he got rear-ended. Um, it was um, an accident on Route 1 in, in Denham, Massachusetts. I mean, he lost his life. Probably uh, went to the hospital that night. They were trying to fight for him to get his life back, put him on life support, all that, but it just wasn't enough to to to, re, to revive him. He, he passed away the next morning um, from serious injuries that he had in his spine and going through the windshield. Is I'm just it's kind of graphic. I'm not even gonna really go into it because it was just to see him in that bed. That morning, and just just a surreal feeling. My mother texted me that your nephew that you grew up with had birthday parties with. Um, I mean, we he was like a little brother to me. How we just we would um, we carry on. He would always kind of you know how like a little brother would pick on you, and 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 that's how he was. He was just like a a, a, a nag in my nagging nagging my side. Like he was just a he was. At the, but it was a good thing about him. That's what made him like such a fun person to be around because he was very funny and very. Uh, he was like a class clown type of, you know. But he was still like introverted as well. Like he still was. He still liked a lot of things that I liked. We was both sports fans. You know, we both liked basketball. We played basketball. I remember a few times we used to play ball. When we did, you know, we it wasn't enough when we got older. We kind of fell apart a little bit as we got older. But he had his own friends. I had my own friends or I had my own life. Really really just being focused on, on my goals. Um, we fell apart. But, you know, he had his own lane. I had my own lane. But we still, every time we communicated, we always just like, Kind of that's how I feel about my um, cousin on my um, on my father's side of the family, which my mother and father are not a, not um, together. They never got married. They just, you know, tends to be my mother was a single mother. And my dad, you know, did his own thing. But that's how it was with, you know, same thing with my nephew. My nephew, you know, lived with his mother and and his father was my brother. So it was like it was that's how it was. So we related on that sense too. It was just like, but he was his own person. I was my own person, but I still felt like we had the same views on life. We had the same opinion on how things should be. And even on like the things that are going on right now, it's just like he had a, he had a different way of looking at things, more unique way of looking at things. And I mean, we both kind of read on a lot of that stuff and it's just like, it's just, it's just sad. It was just a sad thing to just see him just not be there. And just, it was just a, just like, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like an emotional about it at the time, but it hit me all, it would hit me in random times while I'm driving home from work. I would just think about him and start shedding tears. Like it's, it was that type of thing. I, I don't know how it is with me. Sometimes when I'm like at a funeral, I can't just cry, cry like everyone else cries, but it's like, sometimes I conceal my feelings to, to myself, I don't know why I do that, but it's just, just the way I am, but it was just, just a sad, 
you know, feeling. And just, like, it just kind of just went full circle with me and my accident and him going through it and how I'm so blessed to be here to even continue my goals and continue my dreams that I'm trying to do right now with this podcast and this website. But like I said, guys, I will update it. Um, like I said, this whole experience probably brought me back to it to really put things in perspective and really feel like that this is my calling and I'm going to continue that calling until, until I can't, until I physically can't do it anymore. Basically, that's what I'm saying. So here I am again. Um, I can even get into the, oh my God, I can get into this. I don't even want to get into it, but I'll tell you, I also had a second accident, but like I said, not as bad as the first one. This happened maybe a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's just, it's been a crazier guys. Like I'm like, like I, that one was way more fault than, I mean, I actually, this was actually a collision with another car and. The guy clearly didn't see me. I was trying to make a left turn and I was trying to inch out because it was a blind spot on the left side and it was like a truck or pickup truck. He just flayed up straight up, just hit my front end off. And I'm just right now, I'm just waiting for my car to get fixed. Most likely it will get fixed. But like I said, we still have to just see if there's any, you know, internal damage. So like I have a really good auto body guy that I was referred to from my, um, from my parents and, um, they had experience with this guy, so I'm just, you know, trusting that he'll do a good job. So I'm just waiting on my car to get fixed. This is the car that I brought from the previous accident. So just remind you that I literally had an accident, two accidents, less than one year. And I just, yeah, man, it just, it's just put me back into, a, like, perspective. You're not too cool. You're, you know, like I said, you have to be careful out there because there's a lot of carelessness out there with these drivers in Boston or just in Massachusetts in general. It's just, um, this happened like early in the morning, like coming from, you know, um, you know, friend, friend's house. We just, I was just hanging out there for the night or whatever. And it just happened. It's just like, just like that. I mean, Back, back to square one again, or not really. I wouldn't say back to square one because I feel like this can be repaired, and I'm they're confident that even by insurance they, are, you know, approve the repairs. So that usually when that happens, usually you have a good chance of repairing the car. So I mean, far as I know, far as I know, I mean, I'm not really a person that is experienced at accidents. I'm like no one wants to go through accidents, especially two in like less than one year, but. Here I am, like, talking to you about all this and just being completely comparing, completely, that's what I would think about. (sighs) Anyways, it was some big word that I feel like I thought I was going to understand it, but, like, whatever. But, uh, yeah, just, here I am, we're talking about this but yeah let's let's get to sports i mean 20 minutes about my life but now you have an understanding of where i was coming from you know why i took so much time off but uh here i am back to give you this podcast for tonight um let's start with the celtics folks um what's going on with them 
two and three to start the season. I feel like I keep saying this over and over again. I think this has been going on for a while now. The inconsistency of the Celtics. Um, like I said, I just add in my notes. I'm, they're basically just. I'm basically just saying that they just play like they don't care. That's pretty much how their body language is. Like it seems like they're just kind of just going through the motions, and they're thinking, "Oh, it's a long season. I'm just gonna just kind of just you know kind of float." That's pretty much their mo right now, um, and it all starts with the you know the top two guys. Right now, you don't have Kyrie Irving to save the day. You don't have Al Horford of of a couple three years ago that was able to make plays and make shots. Al Horford's not the same guy he was a couple years ago. So I know he had a good game the uh, the other night, but he's not the same guy. People just thought, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get um, a double double or you know an Al Horford that's gonna give you 15 and seven. I don't. You're not gonna get that this year. You, you'll be lucky if you get something cl- at least 80 percent of that this year. If you do, that's gonna be great. That'll be a great season for him at his advanced age, but. You can't expect Al Horford to save you or really even give you that experience that they need or really that um, professionalism. I mean, yeah, he's definitely going to give you that professionalism, but I don't think Al Horford's a rah-rah type of guy that's going to get guys in line. Um, That's really the coach's job. I think that's the reason why Emi Adoka was chosen to be coach. And speaking of that, I haven't spoke about it because obviously I've been gone for so long, but... It is crazy that they had to go um, to a different direction with that. Brad Stevens moved to the front office. Now he's a GM. Danny Ainge retired. And Emi Udoka is basically the head coach now. Um, they hired him because they they thought it would be good because they have a, um, Jason Tatum has a good relationship with him. You know, to Team USA, I think he was on Greg Popovich's staff in Team USA. Jalen Brown, same thing. Jalen Brown played for Team USA as well. Marcus Smart played for Team USA. So they all kind of know MU Doka. So at least the th- top three guys that are on the team, they're the quote-unquote the core guys. So it's, it's kind of crazy that um, here we are again, you know, five games in and they're still like the same team like they were last year. Where, I mean, I didn't speak about it last year because I was gone. But I think I might have. Maybe, I think the December, I think I might have spoke about it. Because um, it was kind of the same thing last year as well, even at that time. It's just an inconsistent team. And throughout the season, they were inconsistent. Um, excuse me, I have to... Just gotta put on my um gotta charge my device that I'm recording on. But um yeah. They're um like I said, we'll see. I mean, I know it's early. I mean, I know I don't wanna jump on them too much, but I just just by seeing it and by watching a few of the games, I haven't watched all the games, but I just I've seen the highlights, even the games that that I haven't watched and the only game that I felt like they played like a complete esh, complete esh, okay, like a big esh when I say that, like complete esh type of game was the Charlotte Hornet game. 
And even then, they still gave up 120 points to a team that, yeah, they're having a good start. They're 4-1 as well. Um, well, I mean, we'll get into that, like teams that are having good starts. Um, they're part of one one of those teams that I, I would talk about. I mean, LaMelo Ball is having a great start. I mean, the kid is special. What can I say about LaMelo Ball? But anyways, um, the Celtics, yeah, just we don't want this to go downhill like it did last year. Um, they got to figure it out. And I think it's like a this... Uh, like a, some type of internal problem with their mentality, like their mentality, the way they come into games and their professionalism. I just don't think they kind of take things as serious as they should. And and if they don't, then they're going to have a, a, you know, a 500 team like they did last year. So they got to snap out of it. I mean, I thought they did a good job in the offseason. Uh, Brad Stevens did a good job overhauling the entire bench Pretty much got um, what was it Josh Richardson got Dennis Schroeder on a on a steal. I mean that deal was a steal. I mean they got him for what three million dollars a year when the guy was gonna potentially get an extension for what t- over twenty million for the Lakers. He ends up leaving the Lakers because he had a um, pretty you know poor postseason. Here they get him for a steal, and he's you know he gives you a good you know gives you good defense and he's a good offensive player as well. Good slasher can get to the rim, and like I said, like you get all these pieces around him, and still the same inconsistency. And it just, it really just comes down to the two main guys. I just think it's because they have, you know, Jalen, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum, both, you know, fairly young. Jalen Brown, a little bit at that age, where he's starting to hit his peak, and you can tell by the way they play that they're hitting their peak. Both him and Tatum, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, is just that they don't play defense enough. They don't they don't have this like leadership qualities that you're looking for in in a um, star player. You know, I consider both of those guys potential all stars and pretend, per, perennial all stars, but they're not stepping up to the plate when it comes down to their leadership skills. And it's like I know like not everyone's a leader, so. Yeah, that can that can definitely be a, um, a part of your personality that you don't have. Particularly Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum comes off as a laid back type of guy. Um, usually, laid back people aren't the best leaders, but sometimes you gotta have that burning feeling in your stomach. I consider myself more of a laid back person, but I have a burning, um, a, a burning in my stomach to just be successful so sometimes that pushes me even when I feel like I'm not I'm like I want to be comfortable or I want to just not do much it's still like that thing where you want to be successful just drives you to to go to another level or makes you work harder than everyone else when everyone else just wants to be average you want it to be more than that and you know a lot of people even my family members they'll tell me like oh well you don't like even with these at for example, I'll go back real quick and back to you know to you know personal life in here, and like even my family members they'll say like oh why why are you doing so much like you know you need to slow down, but like I don't know what that even means because it's like 
If I just slow down, right? They tell me to just slow down. How can I accomplish the things I want to accomplish if I slow down? Like, if I just slow down and just, you know, just live an average life, work a nine to five, which I do now, but I'm just saying, like, how could I, like, accomplish the goals that I want to accomplish if I just slow down, work a nine to five, and just not do, you know, not do the stuff that I do outside of work? I wouldn't get, I wouldn't accomplish the things that I accomplish right now, like, the things that I've want to accomplish or things that I want to accomplish in the future. I wouldn't accomplish them if I just do that or I just quote unquote slow down. So it just doesn't make sense for people that like are driven to be successful people. They just, they just can't just settle for a nine to five. Like I can't just settle for a nine to five. Like I have to like have things outside of that, that, that intrigue me to have a higher, purpose in life. I don't want to be too cliche about it, but just like, kind of like, it just helps me to like, to me, it would be too boring. Like I just, it would just be too boring. Like I just like, I'd be, that's, you know, like mental health is definitely a big thing. And we all need to focus on that in a society. And like, if people don't have like a purpose in their life, that's what leads to some of that stuff. Let's be real. Cause it's like, if you don't have like a, like a reason to get up in the morning, then you're not going to be happy. Like you're generally not going to be happy. If you just, every day is the same thing every day and you don't do anything different. You're not going to be happy. Believe me. I'm a, I'm a person that likes, that's a creature of habit. I like to have routine. I like to like do most of the time, do the things that are pretty much similar or at least Somewhat. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. There's days I'll do, I'll stay up to like four o'clock in the morning watching YouTube or whatever or streaming. I mean, watch, watching streamers on Twitch and I gotta get up at like six in the morning. Like I'll do that. And even though it's not, not healthy for me to do, but it's just like, I have this curiosity about myself where I just want to learn more. And even like, as a, even like entertain myself more, like I want to learn more. Believe me, I don't really just just do entertainment. I like to like read and like research on things I don't know, and and that just kind of just drives me to do things that I the normal person won't do or the average person won't do. So, yeah, like people say, slow down, but it just it doesn't make sense to me to just slow down. It just like it just would be like a just a stale life if I did that. But um, yeah, getting back to the Celtics issues, but, um, the Celtics are just, they gotta, um, they gotta wake up from their malaise and just kind of just be like, um, if I want to be a competitive team in the East, when we all know the Nets are pretty much the favorites along with the Bucks, it's not good enough to just kind of just be, you know, just floating games and just kind of see, I'll just show up in the fourth quarter. That's just been the mentality. Just, they're just floating games and then we'll just show up in the fourth quarter when it matters. And that's when they get their ass kicked and doesn't end up losing by, excuse me, excuse my language, but just losing by like 20 points because they just, they don't care enough to like put out a consistent effort throughout the game. And sometimes that's part of age. Sometimes that's part of, of just a younger, a younger player's development is just like, to kind of just worry about your accolades more than actual team success. 
So maybe that's what those two guys are going through. But obviously, you know, I listen to sports radio on a daily basis, and that's all they talk about is just why these guys don't want to compete at a high level and don't want to compare. They don't they don't want to compete to achieve team success. So that's probably what they're dealing with. They're kind of doing some things that just aren't what you know most of the fan base wants, or you know. It's not enough, you know, in Boston to kind of just, you know, just make all-star games. It's not enough. Like, you have to win games. And I think that's like that everywhere you go, but I think Boston's more to extreme level. So, I mean, if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum want to be, want to be, you know, darlings of Boston sports fans, they have to, like, bring it to another level, and they got to compete at a higher level on a consistent basis. And I don't know when that time will come for them or even just those two guys or even the team itself, but it has to come soon. Otherwise it's going to be a, going to be a tough go around to really just get, you know, to get the fan base to, to be behind them. But anyways, we're going to take a break, get into the next segment. Um, next segment, we're just going to talk about, you know, the East you know, how it's shaping up to start early on in the West as well. The, you know, good starts from some of these teams in the NBA. And then we'll get some college football picks because um, I remember uh, when I was, you know, made a few pods last year, um, I did make some college picks as well. As we all know, it's college football season. So I'm, I'm if it's not basketball, I love college football. Those, those two are literally like um, the loves – Really, the two things that I love the most about sports is just like basketball in every level, and then college football. And I do like NFL too, but college football is king to me. It's just it's just a different level of excitement when you watch the games, a different level of energy that you watch when you watch the games. But, anyways, we'll be right back. Listen to Resonance Podcast. Your host Rob Morris. We'll be right back. <laughs> 